welcome to the Ministry Focus Worship Essentials Podcast. This podcast will be focusing on looking into biblical standards of worship and how it applies to us as the body of Christ, as well as talking about issues involving worship in today's church. I'm your host, Brian Foster. Let's talk some worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you today for another opportunity to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ to uh, examine your word, to learn more about worship. Father, I thank you for those who are tuning in, and I pray, Father, that you would help them uh, and give them an, an attentive ear to the words that are being spoken. Father, help me to speak clearly and concisely. Father, help me to uh, help them to understand the word better. And Lord, I just give you praise and honor and glory for the way you're going to work and for the way you're going to bless in our midst here today and doing this podcast. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Since this is the week of Thanksgiving, I thought it would be interesting to take a look at what Thanksgiving and praise and how it ties together and what it means that uh, Thanksgiving and praise to be the key to God's presence. In Psalms 100 and verse 4, the Word of God says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. There is nothing that fills us up or fulfills us more than God's presence. There is nothing that gets us into the presence of God faster than thanksgiving and praise. There is not a greater lost art in the body of Christ than breaking out selfishness into thankfulness and praise toward God. Entering his presence with thanksgiving opens the gates of our hearts. When we are with him, we are complete, whole, and free. When we walk in God's presence, we are effective Christians because we actually walk with him. The Old Testament tabernacle is a clear picture of how we enter the presence of God. In the ancient tabernacle, there was an outer court, an inner court, and a holy of holies. The people would sacrifice and cleanse themselves in the outer court. The priest would burn candles and eat showbread in the inner court, and then only the high priest would proceed into the holy of holies one time a year on behalf of the people. The high priest would stand alone in the presence of a holy God, yet in perfect peace. Through Jesus, we are all kings and priests in the new covenant, and he wants us to come boldly before his throne. So how do we get there? We go in with thanksgiving and praise. Let's take a look at the definitions of thanksgiving and then praise. First, thanksgiving, according to Webster's Dictionary, Thanksgiving is the act of giving thanks, a prayer expressing gratitude, and a public acknowledgement or celebration of divine goodness. Now, Webster's also defines praise as expressing a favorable judgment on someone or something, uh, commending something, or to glorify a God or a saint, especially by the uh, attribution of perfections or to express praise. There is nothing more natural for a renewed born-again spirit than to give praise, thanksgiving, and worship to the creator of the universe and to the savior of our souls. Nothing is more natural because that's 
what we are created to do. We were created to worship. Biblical praise is motivated not out of selfishness, but out of complete selflessness. It is a part of prayer. What should be our motivation and reasons behind praise, thanksgiving, and worship? Well, here's a couple of a couple of ideas for you to ponder on. Number one, his worthiness. When we are worshiping and praising God, we are taking our eyes off ourselves and putting them on Jesus. We stop thinking about what we need to do as we focus on what he has done and what he is going to do. We are giving someone else glory for the good in our lives while also committing the bad things over to him for him to turn around for our good. It is the most unselfish thing that we can do here on planet Earth, and that is why we are the most alive when we are doing it. We are who God created us to be as we worship who he is. Now, point number two, because of who he is. Our chief motivation for praise and thanksgiving is this. He is great and worthy to be praised. There is no other reason for praise. Of course, now, there are truly a million reasons to praise him. He saved me, delivered me time and time again from my own mistakes and sins. He gave me a loving wife and wonderful children who love me and so much more. I don't even have to think about those things because the fact is he is worthy and that is all I really need to know. There are so many scriptures about praise and thanksgiving that it is hard to choose just a few of them. But what I wanted to do was just take a few of them and expound on them for just a few moments today. And it continues to drive home the point of this message. Number one is in First Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 25. The word of God says, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. God is greatly to be praised. He is worthy, period, end of discussion, end of sentence. His worthiness is our chief motivation for praise and worship. King David had a desire in his heart to build a place of continual praise and worship for the Lord. Since the time of Moses, the children of Israel had worshipped God in a temporary tabernacle. David, however, wanted a permanent place for the ark of God to rest and for people of Israel and Judah to come and to worship. He was tired of the presence of God being moved from place to place in a makeshift tabernacle. God knew that praise and worship was the most important thing that the people could engage in. So he started collecting items to build the temple. The following was his prayer of dedication for the offerings that were being brought from the people. Now, pay attention that his motivation to his motivation. Notice the purity of heart that David carried. And we can read this in First Chronicles chapter 29, verses four, or, excuse me, verses 10 through 14. The word of God says, Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation, and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great, and to give strength unto all. 
Now, therefore, O God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. What a grand prayer. Is there anything selfish in this prayer? And I particularly love this part. Who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you. David essentially was saying this is a privilege uh, for us to even be able to offer anything to God and be able to participate with him since everything comes from him anyways. The fact that we can offer him thanks and praise is really a miracle. He is faithful. He is holy. He is worthy. He is beautiful. He is glorious. He is great. He is love. He is almighty. He is all-powerful. He is real peace. And on and on it goes. He is everything that we can even imagine. This is our chief motivation for all praise and worship. The third thought is that we were created and delivered to praise Him. God not only made us for His glory, but He has delivered us and is delivering us to be His praise on the earth. We are to praise Him because He created us. He made our bodies and minds to make His praise glorious and to sing of His great works. In Psalms 139 and verse 14, the Word of God says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. If we had time to read all of Psalm 139, it would make us want to worship him even more because of how much he loves us and watches over us. It reiterates the destiny that God himself has given us. We are his. He knew us in our mother's wombs, and even if we make our own bed in hell, he is still there. He wants to be with us at every moment. That love compels us to worship. And it is his will to save us from death, sin, and hell. That is how he created praise. The rocks and the dust of the earth can't praise him. Only people who are madly in love with him will give him the praise that he deserves. Isaiah thirty-eight eighteen speaks about this when it says, For the grave cannot praise thee, death cannot celebrate thee, they that go down into the pit cannot hope for thy truth. People who are dead and in hell will not be praising him. So why would he want anyone to go there? What kind of purpose would that serve? God wants his created beings who he loves to love him back and to bring thanksgiving and praise from their hearts to his ears. When we give thanks to God and express praise to him, we move swiftly into the presence of God. We bring our sacrifices of praise and move from the outer court to the inner court, and then into the Holy of Holies. Praise and thanksgiving are not a musical style of fast songs, shouting toward the sky or being loud. Whether, rather, it is a heart pattern of thankfulness that acknowledges what God has done for us. 
We shout, we dance, and we celebrate because he commands us to. He has created us and delivered us to live for his glory, and that is so worth celebrating. He desires for us to shout joyfully to him with psalms. Sometimes we must do that by faith. We may not feel like it. Have you ever wondered why it is called a sacrifice of praise? In Hebrews thirteen fifteen, it gives that example by saying, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, sometimes we don't feel like praising. Sometimes we just want to sit down, stop singing, and never shout our praise ever again. It is in those moments that we are commanded to give a sacrifice of praise. It might be hard for our flesh sometimes, but we don't want the rocks to cry out because we aren't praising him. You know, in in this season of Thanksgiving, folks, we need to be mindful. And I've said this to our congregation. You know, Thanksgiving is a wonderful time for family and friends, and it is a great reminder that was established many years ago that we need to stop and praise God for all the blessings that he has poured out upon us. Now, I know living in this time, it may be hard. There's a lot of things we don't agree with. Our nation has sunk to depths. I know my grandparents would have never imagined it would. But still, all in all, we live in the greatest land in all of the earth. And we still have freedoms that we can enjoy because of those who had sacrificed. Some gave all on the battlefields so that we could have a day of thanksgiving and celebrate it with our family and friends. But when it comes to God, I think sometimes we feel like that that's, Again, Sundays are the only days of worship, and Thanksgiving is the only day we should stop and praise Him. I would argue that point, that every day needs to be a day of Thanksgiving. If He wakes you up of a morning and He puts His breath in your body, that should be a day of Thanksgiving for you, because He has allowed you to see a new day of His creation. Yes, the emphasis will be on Thanksgiving and just very shortly. But during that time, make the choice that even after Thanksgiving Day has ended, that you're going to set forth every day to be a day of Thanksgiving to the Lord for giving you what we don't deserve and blessing us more than what we can ever imagine, and loving us more than what we deserve to be. That is reason enough to thank Him and to praise Him every day. So I would encourage you, this Thanksgiving, however your family does it, be sure you take that moment throughout the day to praise Him, that you live in a great country that you have your health, that you have your family. You have so much to be thankful for. His worthiness is worth our obedience. We cannot be silent. Again, 
Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I truly hope that this Thanksgiving is one of blessing to you and your family. I pray that God will bless you exceeding and abundantly above all that you could ask or think of, and that in the coming days ahead, he will continue to pour out blessing upon blessing upon your family. And I pray that he will keep you safe and that uh, he will continue to bless you in a myriad of ways. With that, I thank you again for giving me just a few minutes of your time today. I know today's podcast was a little shorter, but I hope you understand. It doesn't need to be any longer than what it is. Until next time, keep a song in your heart and keep Jesus in the center. So long for now. <laughs>